Hello, I'm here with TPAV Secretary Wayne Gatt and coming up we're going to talk about the posting of rosters. It's incredibly important, Wayne. It, it's direct communication, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, and it's your life. Um, <laughs> having worked over 25 years in policing, your roster's your life, but it's your partner's life, it's your kid's life. It's probably one of the most important things you'll have in industrial relations. It defines what you're going to do at work and what you're going to do, more importantly, what you're going to do when you're not at work. So getting it right, talking about it in the workplace and getting the communication spot on uh, means for a happy work life and a happy family life. I'm Justin Smith, and this is the TPAV Squadcast. It's a podcast to help members better understand your rights and entitlements. In this first series, we're going to look at something that impacts the lives of all members, rostering. And the rights we're talking about are things that have been hard fought by TPAV with you and for you. We'll have real-life stories and real-life solutions, so let's get into it. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the posting of rosters. Anyone who has been on the wrong end of a late roster or a change without notice will know how disruptive it can be. Uh, with me is Laura Miller, Senior Industrial Officer with TPAV, resolved countless issues for members and is considered a go-to person with complex IR issues. And Grace Wallahan, who is a Detective Senior Constable, in the job for 12 years and is currently with Westgate Socket. Hello to both of you. Hello. Hello. I've just pumped you up now. You're going to have to live up to it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I feel, I feel as though my tyres have been well and truly pumped from <laughs> yeah. that, so thank 100%, you. Absolutely. <laughs> that's my plan. Yeah. Grace, with, with the posting of rosters, this, this can really stuff somebody up. Yeah, If it's not done right. Kind of, I mean, yep. where, how does that play out? How can it stuff somebody up? <laughs> If you strip it back to basics and you just go down to frontline OR levels, so, so that's where we'll start because that's usually where the biggest impacts happen. Um, you've got junior members who may not have any family obligations, but what goes on outside their lives is just as important as what goes on inside their lives. Yeah. We might have footy trials, they might be training, they might be footy coaches or whatnot. You've then got families, you've got single parent families, you've got the obligations that come and the restrictions that come with childcare pickup, school drop-offs, etc. that that sort of stuff, and single-parent families um, that might have, or any families that might have children at home that are additional needs or um, health issues and whatnot, and not having that roster out 21 days in advance, correct me if I'm wrong, it's still 21 days. Uh, so yeah, 21 yeah. days prior. Like right. makes a massive difference because that's it's it's three weeks in advance. If you're making doctor's appointments or if, if you're trying to go to, if you've got a family wedding or whatnot, that three weeks notice is absolutely huge. And to not have it out in time, having to reschedule doc, like certain doctor's appointments or specialist appointments or whatnot can have a huge effect, not just personally, but financially as well. Like certain appointments, there's a pe- financial penalty if you can't make them. So yeah. Laura, you would have seen this a lot with people that they're trying to have a life, trying to put their life together and just getting disrupted by rosters not not being done properly and they don't want to whinge, you know, <laughs> but it's yeah. it's it's tough, you know. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. You know, it, having some certainty around your working patterns and your working arrangements is so important for all the reasons that Grace has just outlined. Um, our members do a really tough job and having that ability to have work-life balance is hugely important. Um, And, yeah, that's where that certainty around work 
and your working patterns, your working hours is so critical to being able to enable mm. those things outside of the job. And yeah, so it, we guard those provisions very um, closely because they're really, really important. And and who, not to name any names here, we're not allowed to shame anybody, but wh- who's stuffing it up? You know, if who, who is, is going to get it wrong for you and put, put you in strife? Look, it's, <laughs> I'll answer because poor Grace, she doesn't want to put anyone under the bus. I think... I think it's a combination of factors, really. Um, our members are so passionate and so um, dedicated to their work that they often make things work. They are yeah. willing, and, well and truly willing to make things work, often to their own detriment. And uh, I think sometimes that gets taken advantage of a little bit by, you know, by Victoria Police in some cases. So it's so important to have these safeguards in place under their agreement to make sure that, you know, their own altruistic tendencies don't get the better of them and they end up, you know, worse off essentially than they yeah. than they could be. So um, I'm not going to necessarily point the finger at anybody. Mm. It's certainly not our members' fault. Um, there's issues around resouring potentially. Oh, massively. Is there? How does, um, that, how does that play out, Craig? Well, you get so um, regularly, and we've seen from the protests last September, you know, we get notification only a few days prior that there's a huge protest coming up, and you have a, a roster that was published three weeks ago, so we're, we're within the time frames that we need to be, but all of a sudden we have a division that's running on a skeleton crew already, having to provide, you know, 12, 16 members into protests, and so that pulls members out from everywhere, you know, so, and that's you know, usually outside of the 72 hours notice that we get, that, you know, we're obliged mm. to, to release mm. anyway. But the resourcing, is, is a, it's policing is a challenging job. Um, our job, like, and the challenges that we face are ever-evolving. Therefore, our rostering is going to be ever-evolving as well to meet those challenges. Um, the policing of five or ten years ago is completely different to the policing that we have now. Like, you look at the protests and there was cameras in everybody's faces and social yeah. media, bane of our existence. But it, resourcing is just, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge bone of contention. We're, you don't want to become a police state, but you also don't want our members to be run into the ground. Yeah. You know, and that's so important. And you know, and, and Laura mentioned about being taken advantage of, and the job can take advantage of people. You wouldn't want to, particularly if you're early in your career, you don't want to get labelled a whinger, do you? And so you would be less likely to come forward and say, "Hey, listen, you oh, know, really? This has just screwed me around here. You know, can we look, can we fix this? You know, look, absolutely. And it's it's really difficult. I remember being a new like graduate and and you know having the issue where for three or four weekends in a row, I was rostered every weekend. And I was just like, oh, I'm new. I don't want to make the complaint because I don't want to be a whinger or I don't want to be labelled and then not get temps and stuff like that. But um, it's a really fine line. Like I remember being too intimidated to actually sit down and have a chat with the roster sergeant. And it's only that another sergeant realised. And he said, hang on, let's go have a chat. And the roster sergeant was just like, I'm so sorry. I actually didn't realise. I'm just so focused on meeting our baseline requirements that to me it's not, you know, I don't necessarily always check who's on a weekend. That being said, that's obviously some years ago. So things have changed to a certain extent, but um, 
having that courage as well for junior members yeah. and you know it, it is hard to have that discussion it's hard to it sit is. down with Very a roster difficult. sergeant especially if you're new <laughs> or junior uh, Laura what advice would you give I, you know while we're on that on that topic just broaching it and you know mm-hmm. communication trying to get it solved without it becoming a big deal yeah, look, I mean, most of our members uh, who perform a rostering sergeant type role, it's not a, it's not an enviable role. No, People it's are not. not are not lining up to do it. So, um, hats off to those who do do it. I've nothing but respect for it. It is it's e- so hard, extremely difficult. Um, but we're fortunate in that most of our um, members who perform that role are well across the EB and what the entitlements are under that, and. Um, Occasionally, we have circumstances where uh, those members may not be aware of certain provisions within the agreements, and we'd certainly encourage members, they could have those conversations themselves, but that's what we're here for as well. Yeah. We're here to help in those situations. So come to us. We're very happy to help around things like posting of rosters, changes of shift, um, and we can help facilitate an outcome in that in that situation. But because we're fortunate in that everyone is so well educated across that they can have those discussions mm. themselves if, if that if they feel comfortable but I certainly understand that that's not going to be the case for everybody and that's why we provide that you know that service that we can do for people yeah and absolutely like if there's if you can have that discussion that's mm. great yeah and if not like speak to me or your delegate or your assistant delegate or, or whatnot and it's a conversation we've we've had <laughs> I can promise you. So it's, and, and you know, there'll be nothing new. No, there's there's nothing new, but, but making that first contact can be really difficult. And I go back and I think, you know, and this is a controversial opinion of mine, but you just reminded me there, Laura, when you were saying like, I don't see, you know, it as a Vic Paul versus TPAV situation. Mm. And I know a lot of members sometimes do say, well, if I go to the association, you know, Vic Paul are going to hold it over me or my bosses are going to hold it over me. Yeah. Um, that's where I kind of stand in the middle and go, do you know what? At the end of the day, both of these organisations work for the same goal and that's to get you back home safe at the end of every single shift. That's right. And that's where a good and successful work-life balance comes into play which is where we get these yeah. rosters. And that's why having open communications um, is absolutely imperative. And again, if you don't want to go to the roster sergeant or, you know, divisional management or, or whatnot, mm. call yourself or, or call and me or your local delegate or whatnot. Yeah, and quite often members who do come to us who are concerned about posting of rosters or, um, you know, a series of changes of shift that are causing problems mm. We can approach the workplace and, you know, they're completely de-identified. There, there isn't any yeah. reference to a particular member. We couch it in terms that, you know, we've heard that there are issues within the workplace itself and that brings some level of confidence to people who may be hesitant to bring, bring these things up. But, yeah, they are such an important part of your working life to know what you're doing when you're doing it and... So I think if people should feel confident, whether it's they do it by themselves or with our assistance, to be able to raise those issues. So just a couple of uh, straight meat and potato questions for you. When, when do they? And we already touched on it, but when do they need to be to be posted? When do the rosters need to be up? Yeah, so the rosters need to be posted twenty one days prior to the commencement of the roster period. Um, the employer needs to keep a record of those for twelve months. Um, and it needs to be in a location that's accessible to all employees. Um, they can make a change to the published roster, but it needs to be discussed with the employee. Um, and those genuine discussions need to take place so that 
if there's a conflict or there's um, an issue that might arise for somebody that comes out of that potential change to the roster, that can be mitigated against. Um, and I think Grace raised some really good examples of things that can come up if you don't have a set roster. So, for example, you might have a medical appointment that you've booked in um, and the whole purpose of having those genuine discussions, discussions yeah, is around um, making sure that you can mitigate against you know, negative outcomes that might come off the back of a roster change. So that's sort of the, the crux of the mm. of the provision, yeah. And where do the ro- rosters need to be posted? Yeah. So the rosters need to be somewhere that's easily accessible and they need to be finalised and authorised. So ideally, in an ideal world, they would be published somewhere physical within the workplace that people can actually go and see Um However, they can also be published on RAP. Generally speaking, when they come out on RAP, they'll be authorised because otherwise they won't show up. They can't be in a draft format and be subject to constant change. That won't meet the standards under the enterprise agreement. Um, and, yeah, it just needs to be accessible to everyone. That's that's the most important thing. And can I just clarify as well with you, Laura? Mm. When is the... It's a 72-hour time frame before change of shift. Is that right? Yeah, so 72 hours. Yep. Um, anything that falls within that 72 hours or less yep. notice will trigger a change of shift penalty. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And do they ever get posted incorrectly? Well, yes, <laughs> occasionally. Um, we've had cases where in some workplaces they haven't been posted in accordance oh, right. with the time frames. You got um, any names for us, Grace? No, 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 no. <laughs> just checking. And members are usually pretty good. They'll let us know when that's happening. At the moment, there's no financial penalty attached yeah. to that. Uh, however, we're still able to take that to fair work and if needed, you know, potentially to the federal court. And when that has happened, yeah, yeah. A, a court I would imagine you'd like to stay out of as often as possible. Yes. Yeah. When that does happen, what is the, the usually the reason behind behind the mistake is yeah. just a... Um, I mean, it can be any number of factors. Um, it can be resourcing. It can be, you know, the person who usually does the rostering has been away or, you know, that, there's a whole host of factors. But the the fact remains that there will always be someone around who can potentially put it out. So there really isn't much of an excuse to not post it if it's a one-off we usually will contact the workplace and have a discussion and say look we we understand this has happened can we um, get an assurance from you that this isn't going to happen again otherwise we're going to have to look at launching proceedings and usually things get tidied up after that point if there were systemic breaches of the EBA then we would pursue that because like I said earlier we guard these provisions very closely because they are so important to ensuring that work-life balance for our members and we're not going to let them just sit there and be toothless. We'll, we fought we'll, too hard for them. Yes, yeah. exactly. We'll conti- we'll make sure that they're, they're worth their salt. It's a really good point, isn't it, is that you've gone, you've really gone into battle to make sure that it's like this now yep. and to make sure that it's steady and it's, it's helping mm. people in their lives and their jobs. You don't want to let it keep slipping back because well, if you give an inch... Well, no, and that's it because, like, you look back and, you know, 10 years ago and 
I remember I'd be calling up on the Saturday to work out if I was working on the Sunday because the rosters weren't out on time. And that had a huge impact, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. it was within 24 hours. You're going, am I working tomorrow? Am I not working tomorrow? And so, you know, I, I feel like we, f- we focus quite often and quite regularly on what doesn't work in Vic Paul, but we have kind of, we sometimes forget how far we've come um, in those, th- like, especially, and I, I know it's just, you know, some people might say, oh yeah, it's, it's 21 days. I'm like, it is 21 days, but it's 21 days that not long ago we didn't actually have. Yeah, yeah. So to get what we've got now has been a hard struggle. And Grace, if somebody, if you met a, a someone coming just out of the academy, they've they've you know they've got their first gig, and and they come to you and they say, "Can you explain rostering to me?" Yeah. Or can you explain, you know, what what the pitfall, you know, what what is your first bit of advice that you would give somebody? So actually, introduce yourself to your roster sergeant, and find out where the request book is, because quite often that's the hardest thing for them to do. They don't know, especially if it's in a really busy station or a really busy division. You know, your roster is probably not being done in your station. It's probably been done elsewhere or by management. So um, it's really difficult to actually find and introduce yourself to that person. But it's, you know, I will always, I, I go out to give you kind of an example of that. When new members come out to my division, they have a training, an introduction day at, at Werribee Police Station. And I'll go out training days and I'll actually introduce myself to the members and I'll bring one of my, my assistant with me as well. And it's literally just a, hi, I'm here, this is what I do, this is what you need to know, and just call me. But my first advice to brand new members is exactly that. Find your request book, find your roster sergeant, and understand the time frames. So that's those 21 days and those 72 hours, because quite often my most common query is, I've gotten a change of shift for next weekend. Well, that's seven days away. So we're outside of that time frame, but that's the most common query that I'd get is, am I eligible for it or not? And I'd be like, well, no. So know those time frames, 21 and 72. So Laura, what if there is a change after the rosters have been published? You know, how do people need to get notified? How does that work? Yeah. So uh, yes, that and that can happen quite often because unfortunately policing and resources Uh, um yeah very dynamic so that can definitely happen um and you know sometimes it's necessary because operational requirements can change like grace has alluded to earlier and the protests yeah yeah, Yeah. and and so your your rosters may change where there is a change though your boss is required to have a discussion with you about that change um and when I say discussion, I don't mean a, your shift has changed and that's the end of the story. That's the end of discussion. Discussion means two parties coming together and having a genuine conversation around the change, what the change means for the employee and whether or not there's any other alternatives that might mitigate against any negative impacts that might be generated off the back of that change. Um, I think a lot of members think that, the provision in the EB simply means, oh, yeah, I just need to be told. I just need to be told of the change. Well, it's not as simple no. as that. There's an actual conversation that needs to take place. And the whole purpose behind putting that in the enterprise agreement was to allow for common sense outcomes to come to the fore where yes. there are issues around um, changes to rosters that might impact negatively on a, a member's private life. So that's very important that they do that. And depending on the nature of the change, I'd probably just ask members to keep in mind that 
you know, a recall, a change of shift penalty might apply. Um, and so keep those, you know, at the forefront of your mind because that may be the case um, as well. So, yeah, so they're the yeah. things that I'd probably And can I just, just further to what you were saying there, Laura, if we don't know that you know, you're not getting those phone calls. If we don't know that the roster is not being published 21 days or your change of shift was within the 72 hours and you haven't applied for that, there's nothing that we can really do, like, as a delegate or as an association to help you. Mm-hmm. And you're paying your fees, so let us know. You can, And yeah. as you said earlier on, we can do it. There's a way you can do so anonymously. That's not a problem. And your delegates or assistant delegates are there to help you with it. So absolutely. So just before we go, three uh, three things we want to take away from this. Yep. So probably the three key things would be your rosters need to be published twenty one days prior to them at the commencement of the roster period. Second thing is if there's a change to your roster, um, you should be consulted about that change, and that consultation should involve a genuine conversation that takes into account the the impact of that change on you and an attempt by your employer to try and mitigate against any negative impacts of that change. And the third thing would probably be that you need to make sure that your roster is published in a completed, finalised, authorised manner in an easily accessible location for all employees. And that can be on wrap provided it's a final roster and not in draft format Mm. but ideally you'd have a physical copy up somewhere in the workplace that everyone can see and access grace laura thank you very much good to chat thank you for having us no worries thank you thanks for listening to the tpav squadcast for more information go to the show notes for all the links and if you need specific advice our member support center is full of experts and send us your feedback